Welcome to the Weights and Wine Podcast. This is a podcast for all the girlies who love to lift super heavy weights, eat their body weight and protein, get their steps in, and also eat mozzarella sticks, fried calamari, and take some tequila shots over the weekend. If this sounds like you and you are a fit girlie who loves balance, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Nedaveda. Let's get into this episode. I think this might be the first time in Weights and Wine history, and yes, I mean like the year it's had, that I'm not super excited to record. And it's not because I don't love this topic, because I really, really do, and I'm so excited to talk about it, but I have just been feeling so out of balance the past week. Um, usually I'm pretty good about recording ahead of time, but now it's Monday and this episode comes out Wednesday and I, I'm so type A, like I need at least two to three episodes recorded ahead of time and I'm so go with that, but I don't know why this past week I just could not get into recording. And as you just heard, I've been coughing nonstop. I don't know what's going on. I'm not sick because it's just like a dry cough. There's no mucus or like there's no nasal or like this like my nose isn't runny or anything and now i freaking woke up this morning and my left eye is swollen so i don't know what's going on but i have been seriously out of whack and i have definitely felt my imbalances and i just don't really know what's going on but i think i need to go to a doctor soon because i don't know this just is not good (laughs) I'm not that I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like I like to prefer, well, I can't even talk right now. I just prefer really not going to doctors and kind of just using food and water and nutrition and movement as medicine. But I think a few weeks ago (coughs) when I said that I was doing my whole anti-inflammatory um diet thing i don't know what's been going on that's actually i feel like caused me to inflame more and i don't know if i'm just overdoing it i'm taking too much cinnamon turmeric ginger things like that like i really don't know what's going on but i need to do like a whole reset don't you ever wish you could just like get out of your skin and like just fix your body because this is i don't know what's going on it's so bizarre i don't like this feeling but if you have a body, you should always be grateful for it. It's kind of like when, usually in the winter, when all of a sudden your nose is so clogged and you can't sleep. And you remember all those times that you took advantage of sleeping with your nose being fully functional. That's kind of how this feels. And I'm sure other people feel too. It's not body dysmorphia though. Like that isn't, it's not that. It's just like genuinely like the insides. I'm like, I don't know what is going on. Like, I just feel like I'm not, I am getting a little bit of imposter syndrome. Like I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm not myself and I don't know what's going on. But without further ado, that was the weird, that's probably the weirdest intro I've ever done. And if my voice sounds not as its usual voice. And that's exactly why I don't even know what's going on, but deep down, um, welcome to this episode. We are going to talk all about eating out because as someone who really struggled my first few years into my health and fitness journey, 
I was genuinely scared to eat out. I remember I, when I first got into health and fitness, I had just graduated college and all my friends were going out and drinking and whatnot. And I would be so scared to go sometimes. And I remember just thinking like, especially as I got more into fitness, I would be terrified to go out and eat anything out. And it was such a mind fuck to me. And I obviously overcame it. And now it's like, whatever, I'll eat out a lot more now. But I feel like everyone kind of goes through their own phases of their own health and fitness journey. And I've heard this a lot more than I thought I would. But it's just such a weird mentality of like, when you begin tracking your macros and then you're out to eat and like, yes, you can estimate. Yes. There's great resources out there that kind of help you gauge what the macronutrients are in a food. But if you're someone who's brand new, it's like so intimidating, I feel like. And I don't think, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I don't really track when I eat out. I shouldn't say that. I, if I want to, I will. If I don't, I won't. I don't think it's that big of a deal. But again, I also have like five plus years of experience tracking macros. So to me, I can kind of gauge a meal. But I do think that if you are in that phase or if you've gone through that phase, you know how much it sucks. Like, and it's so hard to explain to someone who isn't in the health and fitness field because they're like, what do you mean? Like, it's just like a dinner out or just a few drinks. But in your mind, you're like, well, there's probably added oil and salt that I don't know about. And one drink is a good, could be a potential 30, 40 years of carbs. And three to 400 calories. Like it's not just as simple as that, but that's why we're here. And that's why I always emphasize and stress about balance because you need to eat out. You need to go out and have fun with your friends. You cannot have that scarcity mindset and you just have to enjoy your life. So I always emphasize balance, hence weights and wine. Eating out should fit into your daily life. You should not deprive yourself just because you're on a health and fitness journey. Balance is always key. And now we're just going to talk all about how to eat out. And even if you're not on a health and fitness journey, I think this is still pertains to a lot of people because everyone, I feel like, can always improve something on themselves. Like, especially getting in protein, I feel like that's a big one that a lot of people struggle with. So there are going to be some tips here to explain and to give you guidance on how to really still eat out, still have fun, still eat the foods that you like, but also live your life. Okay. So there's a few different schools of thought on eating out while you're on a health and fitness journey. To some people, they kind of look at eating out as having that higher calorie, maybe not as nutritious meal. And just that's their like 20% while they're also maintaining a healthy lifestyle of getting their steps in, walking, drinking water, strain training, and getting whole nutrient-dense foods and the other 80%. So that's one part of it. The other part of it is you can also go out and eat the foods that you love, but maybe we'll make them a little bit more health conscious, maybe a little bit more nutritious, things like that. So it's kind of up to you what you want to do. You can do a mix of both. You can do either or. It really is just whatever works for you and your lifestyle. Um. I will say, though, that a trend that I've seen the past few years is that when you go out to eat, a lot of places on the menu will have a skinny or a fitness section of the menu, and that will kind of – it's geared more towards, like, the health and fitness population, obviously. 
um, those meals you'll see tend to be a little bit higher in protein. There's, I feel like all of them have no carbs. Like it's pretty much just a protein and vegetables or fruit. And like maybe a piece of whole wheat toast or something, but that's a place to look. I personally don't find any of that stuff appetizing on those menus. Me and Gil, when we were in Greenport, we went to a breakfast place our last day and they had like a skinny section. Nothing there sounded appetizing. And honestly, like they'll put a bowl of oatmeal with a side of fruit and it's like $15. For $15, I'd rather get French toast that I never, ever eat. And that'll be like my cheat meal or my whatever, like maybe my not as nutritious meal for the week. But just something to think about. Like if you're, if you find those appetizing, that's great. I personally don't. I think they're like really gross. And also I hate egg whites. And I feel like every single diner or anywhere you go that has like a skinny menu always has egg whites. And I'm like, egg whites are so gross, but whatever, teach their own. You could do that. Or you could just make a balanced plate. Um, I mean, I think we did how to make a balanced plate, but we can go over it again. This is not anything new. I talk about balancing your plate all the time. It's pretty much just how to build a nice plate. <laughs> so first, you're always going to start by prioritizing protein. Keep in mind, though, when you're eating out, it's not going to be the leanest source of protein because a lot of these places, it's cheaper to get proteins with a higher content of fat. So for example... When you go to Whole Foods or Trader Joe's or wherever you go grocery shopping on your own and you buy ground beef to make burgers, you're probably going to aim for something lean, like 96.4, maybe like 93.7, something leaner. When you're going out to eat, it's probably like an 80-20 or maybe even like a 60-40. I don't really know, but it's definitely not your leanest cut of beef. So just keep that in mind. Even like your steaks and stuff, like they're going to have more fat on them than when you buy them yourself from Whole Foods or wherever and you cook it yourself. So just something to keep in mind there. But again, you should still get your protein in. So you want to aim for about three to four ounces, which is roughly the size of your palm. And that's just a general rule as well. That's also how you can just build a balanced plate on your own, like without macro tracking too. Vegetables are always going to be your best option, but you're eating out. So you can just like, you can have leeway with it. It's not like you're never going to go to a a restaurant and ask for a side of boiled vegetables. Like you're not going to eat that at home. Don't eat that at the restaurant. That's gross. Enjoy the vegetables, like have them, but also have them in a fun way. Like if you like grilled vegetables or charred vegetables, or there is like a veggie, I don't even know, like a crudite on the menu, like have that go for what you like to eat. And then you're also getting your veggies. And we know veggies are packed with uh, vitamins, minerals, fiber, all that good stuff. And then think about your nutrient dense carbs. So yes, you can still and you should eat carbs. So you want to get the rice, the pasta, the bread, the quinoa, etc. Because again, you're also eating out. It's part of the experience. It's like when the waiter comes over with a bread basket and you say that one person be like, oh, I don't eat bread. Like, don't be that asshole. No one likes that asshole. Go for the bread, eat the bread, enjoy it. And if you want to make a more balanced plate, then you can offer different types of 
carbs. But again, enjoy the carbs nonetheless. It's one meal you're eating out. It is not the end of the world. And to top it off, healthy fats. This is a little touchy because naturally at restaurants, they cook with a lot of oil and butter to add flavor to your meal. So there's already fats in it, especially when it comes to cooking things like proteins and vegetables, things that people typically don't like on their own, like the taste of them. But when you add a lot of butter and oil, you can make pretty much anything taste delicious. So do with this one what you will. I personally don't like to add any more fats to my plate only because I know that whatever I'm getting is going to have oils and butters in it already. However, you can also add healthy fats, things like half an avocado, walnuts, peanuts, almonds. You can get olive oil to dip your bread in. Like You can add healthy sources of fats, but just also keep in mind that it's already a higher fat meal. And that's pretty much how to build a balanced plate. Just to reiterate, it's prioritizing your protein, getting vegetables in however you can, nutrient-dense carbs, and healthy fats. Nothing new here. We've gone over this so many times. So now looking at the examples of meals eating out. So now to look at some examples of meals that you can eat out. It's like, it's so hard for me because I've been in that state where I was so scared to eat out. And if I did, I had to only eat one thing because I was tracking it and I would never take a bite of anyone else's food. Like it was such a mind fuck to me. But now I'm all about balance. So I'm just going to talk about where I am now because where I was before was not a good place. But we know the classic chicken Caesar salad with fries. You may not think it's a balanced meal, but if you think about it, you got your protein in your chicken. You have leafy greens and potatoes in the French fries. You have healthy fats in the Caesar dressing. The anchovies are a higher fatty. Um, Are they even a fish technically? I don't know. You have the higher fatty um, proteins in the anchovies. And I mean, it's a fun meal. Like who doesn't love chicken Caesar salad and a side of fries with a nice crisp Diet Coke? Tell me that's not the most ideal, perfect summer or really any time meal. Like that is delicious to me. Inherently, you may look at it and be like, it's not healthy. I mean, yes. Is it the healthiest? No, by no means is it the healthiest meal you could have. But is it fun? And are you still getting some nutrients in? A hundred percent. And even if you don't want French fries, then get like, um, roasted potatoes or something just to get that same feel and texture of a french fry or just have the french fry because who cares? It's literally one meal. Like you are not going to make or break anything with one meal. I promise you that. Moving on. I love a good flatbread with chicken and veggies and you can customize a lot of these. Like you can put pesto, you can put any cheese on top. You can do, you can do a garlic sauce. You can do a plain flatbread. Like you can do so many things. But a flatbread, there's your carbs. You have your chicken, or if you want to add any other proteins, you can. You can add some veggies. Maybe you want to do some diced tomatoes, maybe some zucchini, mushrooms. I don't know. It depends on where you're eating. depends on what they have. And then you top it off with cheese. Like Then you have your healthy fats. It's all inherently balanced. Again, is it the best? Probably not. But is it also delicious? And does it make your heart and your soul happy? And can you enjoy it with friends? Yes. Um, tacos, I think are naturally inherently very well balanced. They may not look it, but they are. 
you go to taco place, you have the shell, that's your carbs. You have your filling, which is probably your protein, which is your chicken, um, which is your protein too. I'm like interchanging all these words. Or you have shrimp, um, pulled pork, whatever it is. Um, I, what's the big, it's braised beef. What's the one that's in like a burrito taco? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like a shredded beef. That's a protein too. And then you top it off with vegetables. It's inherently balanced and it's delicious. Is the shell probably fried in oil? Yes. Is the protein the leanest source? No. But again, inherently, it's not a bad option. None of these are bad options. Um, what else? What else? You can do a sandwich with a side salad and fries. You know how they say, like, do you want fries or a salad? If you want both, then get both because who cares? Get a whatever sandwich you want with a side of fries and a side salad. And then you get your proteins in your like chicken sandwich. You get your fries, which are delicious and fun. And then you also get a side salad for extra veggies. Or you could just put the side salad on your chicken sandwich. I don't know. Do what you got to do. But again, not inherently bad. One of my favorite things to do is I'll go to a restaurant that has like tapas or appetizers. And I'll just share a few of them with my friends. And I think that is such a great way to not only try new foods, but to also kind of limit yourself. Like if you're someone who really struggles with portion control, I think this is a great way to work on that. And you can go someplace and you can get a flatbread to share. You can get a side of fries. You can get, I'm like a uh, burrata and what do they put with burrata? Like a charcuterie board or something. And you just kind of pick at it. And a lot of these things are pretty meat and cheese heavy. Like you have grilled shrimp or you have um, lamb lollipops, like whatever you get. And then some of them are just probably straight carbs and vegetables like bruschetta. So you have options. And some are just fun, like fried calamari. So you can still pick and choose. You can still get some protein into these meals. Like if you have a little crostini with steak on it. And then you can also have your fun foods too. So splitting things with friends is also a great way to not only get more nutrients in because you're getting a variety of fruits and vegetables or proteins, whatever you get, but you're also trying new things and you're just making it more fun and enjoyable because at the end of the day, if you're not enjoying yourself while you're eating out, it's going to be miserable for you and it's just not even worth it at that point. So just keep that in mind. Eating out, especially with your friends or your partner or your family or even by yourself, because who doesn't love a good solo date? Like you have to do what makes your heart and your soul happy and don't let food over consume you. It's one meal you're eating out. It is literally not the end of the world. You are not going to make or break your journey with one meal. You didn't get to where you are with one meal either. So don't let one meal like be such a huge impact on you. And also on the last example of how to build a balanced meal. And you can always ask for double protein. Gil does this pretty much every time we go out. If he gets a burger, he'll just ask for two patties. And people will usually look at him like he's crazy because one patty, depending on where you go, can be anywhere between four to like eight ounces. And then now this man's getting like a pound of beef on his burger. So that's an option too. to take a quick little digression. I thought I was getting really good at recording podcast episodes. And I was like, great, I can kind of just bang these out 
do a quick edit, and then save them to upload at whatever day and time. <clears throat> and now that I have all this random allergy and all this stuff going on, I have coughed so much throughout this episode and I've never had to go back and really edit things out the past few months because again, I thought I was getting so good at it. But if this episode is a little choppy, it's probably the parts I cut out when I was coughing. So bear with me. Keep just bear with me on this journey we're going on until I get better and figure out what the fuck is wrong with me. But to finish off eating out 101, we touched upon this before. Just eat the bread basket and enjoy it. Don't be that person who doesn't want to eat bread unless it tastes like shit. Like if it's really bad bread, obviously don't eat it. But if you're at a restaurant or if you're at the Cheesecake Factory and they bring out the brown bread, then you have to eat it. Like you can't not eat it. Or if you're <coughs> or if you're pretty much literally anywhere, I feel like the bread rarely misses. I feel like it always slaps. But have a slice or two, enjoy, and then, you know, say la vie, live your life, move on. Since this is weights and wine, and part of eating out is not only the food, but also the vibes and the people and the drinks, more importantly, here's my thoughts and my recommendations as a certified personal trainer on your drink selection. Now, I did a whole episode on alcohol. It was episode 24. It was way back in January, but I'll just kind of retouch on some basics. I think if you're going to have one drink at dinner, then fuck it. Who cares? It's one. If you're like literally going to have one drink, like actually one drink, I don't think it really matters. You can get a nice fruity, sugary pina colada. You can get a rum and coke. You can get a glass of wine. Like, I don't really care. I don't think it matters. Um, It's one drink. However, if you know you're going to have more than one, I think, again, like, you can do what you will. But also, like, if you want to just be a little bit more conscientious of how much and what you're putting into your body, plus, like, all the sugars on that chip, then here's, you know, here's the usual spiel on what to drink. Spirits and seltzer or tonic, aka like a vodka soda, gin and tonic, tequila water, things like that. Those are going to be your safest options. The spirits themselves, like the vodkas, the tequilas, the gins, they're relatively low in calories. And if they're only like two or three grams of carbs, they're not a whole lot. Because as we know, when you break down the macros in alcohol, it's predominantly carbs. So you can't be naive to thinking that you can have like huge fishbowl of a drink and it's not going to like you're not going to gain weight or you're not going to get any extra calories because you are um so that's why it's just a little bit important to kind of keep that in mind and then you have very low to no calorie mixers that you can put in like seltzer water tonic water um diet coke like things like that you can get away with because again those are lower in calories and they're also just going to go with that drink nicely you can do glasses of wine. Um, red has slightly more antioxidants. Is it significant? No. And if it's just one or two drinks, is it really going to matter? No. But no. You do what you got to do with that one. And there's also like skinny drinks you can have, like skinny margaritas. There's light beers. There's so many options of that. But again, go back to episode 24. It was in January, January 18th to be exact, that episode dropped, that really goes into depth about alcohol and how to 
still enjoy alcohol while being on a health and fitness journey. And yeah, that's pretty much the basics of eating at 101. Bottom line is it's one meal, enjoy it, live your life and move on. If you're someone who eats out a lot, then I would maybe pay a little bit more attention to these tips. But if you're someone who eats out just once in a while, let that be your cheat meal. If you want to go to a restaurant and get a, uh, you want to get salmon with a side of potatoes and asparagus, go for it. If you want to go out to a restaurant and get the creamiest, butteriest, cheesiest penne la vaca, go for it. Just do what works for you. Do what works for your health and fitness and mindset at the time and live your life. Worst case scenario, you always take leftovers home. Like that's not a big deal either. Okay, I have favorites for the week. I started getting back into jade rolling. Do I think it helps? I don't know. Is it a pyramid scheme to me? Kind of. Do I think it's a placebo effect? Probably. But will I continue to do it every day? Yes, because I just love the way it feels on my skin. And for whatever reason, I already have a pretty dominant and defined jawline. I don't quite know why, but she's just always been there. So really, I'm focusing the jade roller on my under eyes because I don't know what the fuck has been going on, but they are so baggy and they've never been like this. And I'm very concerned. But to go off of that, I have gotten very into skincare this past year. And really any body care, like I got into like something so silly, like actually lotioning every day, like things like that, which is like so weird to me. But I got very into that. Um, I just think it's so important to take care of your body inside and out. Inside, I love, I feel like it starts with your nutrition and your water and all the good stuff. And then on the outside, I think there's always things you can do to improve. I feel like I need to get Botox soon because when I smile now, like I've always had crow's feet, but now I'm getting like double crow's feet, if that makes sense. Like my under eye is coming up. So I have to talk to my girl and figure out what is going on with this. But now that I think I'm have allergies and I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I definitely have not sounded like myself this episode. I've coughed so many times. So again, if it was choppy and you made it this far, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And yeah, I mean, the whole back of my left eye is just red and swollen, but We'll figure it out. Um, she'll she'll just have to work because we got work to do and we have bills to pay. So on that note, I hope you found something helpful. I hope you've found a few tips on how to eat out and how to build a balanced plate while eating out. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great week. If you want to give me a follow on Instagram and TikTok, my username is Neda, N-E-D-A underscore Veda, V-A-E-D-A for both. I'll see you next week and hopefully my voice will be sounding better. Have a great week.